Hey there, Jackets fans, and welcome to Boom and Gloom. My name is Anthony, or Whaler Jacket on social media, and I am Ohio's longest-suffering hockey fan. I'm here recording this on Sunday, January 28th, 2024, and I didn't plan to. I recorded 10 straight episodes on 10 consecutive weekends, and I was going to take a weekend off from recording. But then the Jackets, with their ineptitude, drag me back in. A few things have put the Jackets in the news again, and surprise, surprise, none of it is good, and all of it continues to paint the Jackets in a negative light. Just when you think you've had enough of the negativity, you know, the the Babcock hire and the the nine-game losing streak, the player benchings, and uh, the demotions, the fiasco with Elvis. So just when you think we were done with it, more stuff hits the fan. It's never-ending, guys. It It's just never-ending. And uh, so, yeah, so I got fired up, and I'm, I decided, you know what? I'm going to record an episode. So here I am. I am drinking and recording this now. Let me just tell you, I am drinking Dr. Pepper as I record this. So, not drinking anything else, just Dr. Pepper. So anyway, there's uh, a few things I wanted to say and get off my chest in this episode. So so let's start off with the, the big news, which is David Juracek. Oh my gosh, I am, I am really just fired up about this, okay? David Juracek was told in what, like November, something like that? that he should get a place in Columbus. So that kind of translated to you are a Columbus Blue Jacket and you will be staying in the NHL. But then they sent him to Cleveland a week later only to call him right back up and then send him down again after several healthy scratches, bring him back up, take him with them all the way to the Western Canada, only to scratch him again, and then send him back to Cleveland again. Now, it seems Juracek is ticked off. And you know what? He has every right to be. I mean, this guy is is supposedly our best defensive prospect and one of the best prospects in the league. He has all the components, all right? all the necessary parts of a of a future NHL defenseman, a future elite NHL defenseman. And he's down in Cleveland. Why? Why? So that Andrew Peak can play in the lineup. Why? The excuse that the Jackets are giving is that he need more he, he needs more time to improve. Jarmo, uh, Jarmo, Jarmo says he needs to uh, learn to defend better. He did that interview, and, and he said he needs to learn to defend better. Why? Okay. The Jackets are going nowhere this year. No playoffs. So why does he need to learn to defend better in Cleveland? Why can't he learn to defend better here in Columbus? What what in the heck are you worried about, Yarmo and Pascal 
that that your team is not going to win as much because your top defensive prospect will make some mistakes from time to time, maybe take some penalties he shouldn't, and he's learning to play the game at the NHL level? That's what you're worried about? I got news for you, Yarmo. The time to worry about winning games this season, it no longer became the top priority back in October or whenever that that nine-game losing streak took place. That's when winning stopped being the top priority. That's when it should have been obvious that this team was not going anywhere. That's when their thinking should have shifted to developing their young players with eyes on the future. No. But no. No. We we have we have to keep playing guys like Peak and Bean and I'll I'll even throw Boquist in there to try to win as many games as possible. And let's think about that for a minute. You think that playing our current defense gives the Jackets the best possible chance at winning. The team with one of the worst defenses in the entire NHL? Because that's what this team has. One of the worst defenses. I want to say the second worst. And so the Jackets are saying they can't find a spot in their lineup for their future stud defensemen. And they have the second worst defense in the league. What are they worried about? Becoming the worst instead of the second worst? Is that what they're worried about? And you think guys like like Andrew Peake are going to be the ones to prevent the team from achieving that terrible distinction? At this point, who cares what their record will be at the end of the season and where their defense ranks? Who cares how many mistakes Juracek would make in the lineup? That's how he's going to learn and grow. I've said it before on this podcast. I'm I'm a teacher. I'm a fourth grade teacher. I teach math and science. And that's how kids learn. They make mistakes. They learn from their mistakes. So that's how your that's how your check is going to learn. But Yarmo made it clear in his comments that this demotion it may be indefinite. So if I was your check. I would be absolutely furious right now, and I, w- I would seriously be asking myself, was I drafted by a completely incompetent organization? Because that's what it seems like right now. <sighs> Aaron Portsline. Uh, he mentioned that there were uh, even whispers around the team that, that Juracek might consider not even reporting. To Cleveland and you know what good for him for thinking about that but also good for him for for making the choice uh, to go because I mean let's face it like it or not he is under contract and should be doing what he's told even if what he's being told to do makes no sense whatsoever I've heard people argue that the team needs to uh, you know keep guys like peak in the lineup just to showcase him for a trade all right well my question to you is then is how long does this showcasing take all right from what we have been led to believe Yarma's been trying to make a trade to clear up the logjam on defense for 
well, since the summer. And what a shocker. A trade still has not materialized. So that means either Yarmo is not a good enough GM to work out a trade, or the players he is trying to trade are not good enough to be desired by other teams. And if they are not good enough to be desired by other teams, why is it so darn important for them to stay in our lineup at the expense of the development of your future star defenseman? And if no team wants your defenseman, then you have to decide what is more important. Giving your future star defenseman NHL ice time or exposing a player that at this point nobody wants to waivers and having another team pick him up for nothing. Well, let me enlighten you here. If you are unable to trade the guy, you're getting nothing right now. So losing him on waivers doesn't seem like a big loss to me. You, you clear your logjam, you decrease your salary cap hit, you give a player a fresh start somewhere else, and most importantly, you give a roster spot to David Juracek. It seems like a no-brainer to me. You tried to make a trade, you failed. Time to cut your losses. Way, way past time to cut your losses. I'm just floored that Yarmo said Juracek was just not good enough right now. Not good enough to join the prestigious cream of the crop Columbus Blue Jackets defense? What a complete and utter joke. As you can tell, I'm pretty riled up. Drinking my Dr. Pepper here. I think if I were to look back at all the episodes I've, I've done of this podcast so far, I, I would say almost half of them have included the topic of Yarmo Kekalainen and how I think he needs to be fired. But this whole situation has, has just taken that opinion to a whole new level. The dude needs to go, all right? It is, it is incomprehensible to me that we have owners who are keeping this circus and its ringleader around. And I, and I have a thought on that, all right? Let's say, let's say the owners are planning to fire Yarmo. Okay, now, and granted, before I go any further, let me state that the chances of this happening are small, okay? Because I think they might be incompetent too. But let's just say, for discussion's sake, that they do have some sense and are indeed pl planning to fire him. They would have to have a candidate in place or at least some kind of plan for an interim GM. So that may take some time to coordinate. Well, they've had time. So let's say, again, just for discussion's sake, they fire Yarmo. When, when do they do it? So I'm looking at the calendar, and I think after this road trip would make a lot of sense. A change like that, that would cause some waves 
All right, it would send some shocks through the organization. So if you do it after the road trip, then you have the all-star break. The new guy or, or gal can settle in, meet the players, meet the rest of the staff, watch all the film they want to watch, study and analyze the the uh, contracts, the player contracts that they have, all, all that stuff. So a break in the schedule would be a good time to do it. So, I don't think that this is what's going to happen, but if it did, this would be the best time to do it. If you were going to do it before the season ends, this is the time to do it when you have this break. But this organization, oh, we shouldn't even we shouldn't even call it an organization. We we should call it a, a disorganization. Just it's just a dumpster fire right now, and they just continue to somehow find ways to trip over themselves. So new voices are needed. It, it is time. It, it is well past time. This this ship needs to be needs to be righted and it's just become so incredibly frustrating. I mean it's always been frustrating to be a Blue Jackets fan it seems, but but this just it's just never ending. Just one thing after the other and and this just this new thing that happened today, this and this era check situation. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. All right, what else? All right, um, last night's game, Vancouver. Okay, I was not able to last to watch the game last night, but thankfully I was able to read about it. And what else is there to say? Another third period collapse. I just don't get it. How can a team play well enough to win for two periods and then just completely unravel time and time again? It is just so infuriating. Just oh, and I, I blame coaching for it. Okay, the blame has to fall somewhere. It has to something has to be responsible for this. If this happened once, a couple times, or you know, maybe even a few times, maybe we wouldn't even be talking about this. It's hockey. It can happen. But the fact that it keeps happening over and over and over again, it says to me that there's some real issues here, and I blame coaching. A coach should be able to see what mistakes were made that that cost his team a hockey game. He should be able to address and correct those mistakes. That's what a good coach would do. But the fact that they keep happening and we keep blowing these third period leads, it it leads me to believe that the mistakes are not being corrected. Is it blown coverage? That's you know that is resulting in these in these goals is it uh, a change to the the system that they're playing you know they are they changing to to prevent mode and trying to just protect the lead i don't know i'm not i'm not smart enough to be able to determine what's going on just by watching these games on tv or reading about them but i'm not an nhl coach 
Pascal Vincent is. And he and his staff, they're the ones who should be able to figure this out. They should be able to figure out what's wrong and address it properly. They should be able to fix it. If not, they are not doing their jobs. And that's what it comes down to. They are not doing their jobs well. And Yarmo, Yarmo, Yarmo has fault in this as well. I personally think that he has not acquired enough veteran leadership. Okay, I don't, I don't know if you guys watched the, the show uh, Shorzy. I just binge watched it. It was awesome. Highly recommend, by the way. And in one of the episodes, they talked about bringing in a veteran presence. That, that's what it took to take the team to the next level was bringing in a veteran presence. And I think that's what's going on here, at least in part. Okay. The team doesn't have enough players who know what it takes to win in the NHL. I mean, let, let's look at our veterans. Okay. We have Boone who's fantastic. I love Boone. He's a lot of experience, but not a whole lot of experience with winning. Because, let's face it, he's been a jacket his whole career. Another veteran, Provorov, all right, he came from Philly, and they were not good. I mean, they're they're pretty good now, but when he left Philly, they were not a very good team. They weren't consistent winners. So that leaves uh, Severson, Corrali, and Gaudreau as the quote-unquote veteran presence that's it I mean right now there aren't really any players that have more than like three seasons under their belt in the NHL I, I take it back I forgot I forgot Rozovic and of course line A's on the shelf but um, yeah but you know obviously they didn't have a whole lot of set of success back in Winnipeg so I just think, I think we need to bring in a guy or two who knows how to win, who's been through it, who knows what it's like to truly succeed in the NHL. But then again, who am I? I'm just average Joe hockey fan and you know, what do I know? But then again, I've had almost as much as much success as a GM as Yarmo has had. So maybe my ideas aren't all that bad. All right, with that sip of Dr. Pepper, I think I'm going to uh, wrap this up here. I really just wanted to get all that off my chest. It's been, I want to say, I was going to say quite the day, but it's been quite the season. I mean, it's just never-ending supply of negative Blue Jackets news and it's just really really starting to really starting to build on me I guess so so the title of this podcast is boom and gloom as you know and when I came up with that I thought you know what the boom represents the good the gloom represents the bad so you know I'd be on this uh, podcast talking about the good and the bad with the Blue Jackets but my gosh, I'm really getting tired talking about the bad. I would really like to start talking about good news with the Blue Jackets. But that doesn't seem to happen, does it? 
so we just trudge on. We trudge on with the hope that one day I'll be talking about mostly good stuff on here. So I'm going to wrap this up and uh, tell you guys, hope you have a, a great week and hope you tune in next time. Once again, I am uh, Whaler Jacket on social media, so you guys can hit me up with any questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that. Uh, last week I had some guests. Uh, I hope to get back to that in the near future and uh, hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about. So until then, I'm going to settle in here shortly and watch the Jackets take on the Seattle Kraken, and uh, we'll talk again soon. See you guys later. Go Jackets.